Welcome to the Boy Park Art Podcast with Una McIntyre and Sarah Linus. Boy Park Art is our virtual place named after the vanished public art sculpture park situated beside the Belfast School of Art where we used to meet and chat. We invite you to our new park to share in conversations about art and artists in Northern Ireland and beyond. So here we are on our fourth podcast now and today we're going to be talking about wearing many hats as an artist. We obviously wear lots of different hats at different times with lots of roles to do and as well as that there's many other things going on in our lives that help us become artists and support you in the way of having a a healthy art practice. So you don't just start out, come out of college. Well most people don't just come out of college and suddenly make their millions. There's quite a lot of people who are working as artists and also working another job to support the art practice. Yeah, even artists that you look at and you think, oh, they're so successful, I'll never be as good as that. And almost always when you look into it, they've got some other way of making an income as well, even if it's true. Their art may be a more commercial side or educating people or... You you have to start somewhere. So uh, Michael Craig Martin, he was the dude that did the oak tree sculpture, which was the glass shell with the glass of water on it. Uh Yeah, so uh, it was actually one of the other MFA students had mentioned she'd been reading his book on being an artist. And I was having a wee look at that and he he goes through a whole lot of different things but mentions that very early on he says I established a pattern familiar to many struggling artists. I sustained two careers at once and this provided me with a regular income so one of his was teaching but he was also making art at the same time. I think if you find something that you can do at the same time that allows you to continue to be creative you know and doesn't take away from your creativity. I know I've done jobs in the past where I've come home and been creative is the last thing on my mind it's like sucked my soul out and there's no way on earth that I would even be able to colour in a picture never mind make some art yeah you're emotionally um, oh drained yeah completely yeah if you've been listening to customers all day or dealing with other people's problems all day or it's hard to set that down oh definitely you've used up all your energy Uh before giving yourself priority to make art or sometimes it's far down the list and even though sometimes you art could be therapeutic if you're that tired and intellectually and emotionally drained sometimes you're better off just going for a wee lie down yeah and you don't always have the set like I'm very lucky at the minute where I've got everything set up I can just walk off leave it come back it's still there pick up from it but there's been times before where I've had to have just a box of stuff you know and take it out each time put it away and if you've just done a whole day's work made the dinner to go and even set up everything before you even start to do anything anything, it can take it out of you so you need to find a way that works for you so that you can get that in so we're both students might it be an interesting thing to talk about our um, outside the art sector work yes and uh, then compar- currently currently and compared to what we're you know our, our art sector practice okay. outside of art I actually work for the Quakers uh, they have a youth hostel style building and I would I'm the only member of staff so we do all the admin management and maintenance uh, well I don't do the maintenance I organise the maintenance um, so it's completely separate from the art side of things but uh, because I can pick my own hours it fits in really well with everything else okay yeah so you can find a balance that way uh-huh. it must be a lot of pressure if you're the only member of staff though no because I have to say that they are the most wonderful committee to work for I'm so blessed and so lucky to have been put in contact with them you know, they're absolutely super after having worked in went back to full time education 
education I had what for me was the worst job in the world ever where you know you're a number but in this particular place I felt like a number so to go from that to now having such wonderful people that I can talk to and uh, contact as and when is, it's just it's really super much better then yeah. absolutely well I suppose um, I'm thinking if you're working on your own it's a lot more responsibility but you've also got the beauty of not having to deal with other people while you're at work you can probably be thinking about whatever you want and just oh, I, get I, your job I, done I can paddle around the building it's amazing how many solutions one finds to things whenever you're paddling about doing bits and pieces now, I, I am dealing with people on the phone and emails and whatnot. Uh, generally everybody's really quite lovely so that's outside the art side of things but administrative because I have a, an admin background I also um, would work on the student support register for Ulster University and that's really interesting because you end up in so many different classes learning yeah. about so many different things yeah all the subjects all the subjects although I tend to work mainly in Belfast so luckily I'm generally in art related courses so I find that of particular interest and I also would cover and open our space gallery on uh, Saturdays whenever there's an exhibition on so again that's keeping my finger in another art sector pie getting to meet lots of different artists and lovely people to work with uh, Robert and Anthea in our space so that would be my support and income which has been trashed pretty much because of COVID-19 but hopefully things will pick up again coming into the autumn how do you support the old art practice and being a big student? Yes uh, well I feel like I've been a student now for such a long time so I'm kind of looking forward to this being my final year although at the same time I don't want it to stop either you know and thankfully I found a balance being able to support myself so I've used skills that I've gained previously in lots of other jobs and followed what I like doing and managed to set up a dating agency so which some people go art dating agency how on earth does that work together but it really does you know there's times when I'm talking to people and they can give me an idea or there's times when I've been painting and I thought oh what about so and so they would really suit such and such you know so it does work and there's some things that are similar problem solving so Mm -hmm. like in art we're always problem solving the other thing that works well is that if I've had a more difficult day in the dating agency then so glad I can just skip off to the studio for a couple of hours get your head short clears my head it's great so admittedly one balances the other it might be tricky now for this final year of uni plus now we've started doing the podcast as well which is Mm -hmm. a bit of a commitment we've talked about that before but I think we would generally talk each week anyway so we'll be able to manage it and then as well as that I'm trying on the commercial side of things to help other artists have another platform for selling their art or their craft Mm -hmm. and that's still a work in progress so probably okay. talk more about that at some some other day so then as an artist so you have the um the, the roles that you would fulfill in order to bring in an income to support your art practice but then as an artist as you said at the start an artist wears many hats yeah so you're and a lot of those are related to business side of things too you know even if you're not a commercial artist yet you're still going to have some admin to do you're going to have to work out some way of an inventory of your having an inventory of your work or you're going to have to work out some spreadsheets to work out when you need to apply for things or I, I was thinking I was trying to make, make a list of uh, the roles that one would have you would be an administrator you're also responsible for your exhibition and project opportunity applications and your funding applications mm-hmm. partially uh, working as an estate agent finding suitable studio accommodation yeah. and that very much depends on the type of practice that you have so not every studio is suitable for every practice you know you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't want to place maybe a photographer and a ceramicist in the same space no wouldn't work it, no wouldn't work terribly well and as well finding studio space is like hen's teeth um, and you become an editor and you're editing your, your own work and, and creating that part of 
your role, I feel, is you support and network with other artists because that can create opportunities and also help your own practice. So you're thinking up projects and whether they're community projects or projects that other artists can get involved in, you're finding the right person for the job. So say if there is something that you want to do and there's a skill that you don't have or it needs equipment that you don't have, it's finding a fabricator or somebody with technical skills that can help you reach the end of your project and working independently this is the studio side of things is quite lonely yeah it can be so do you want to be in a studio group where there's a lot of other artists and you can have that interaction which we find in college is quite Mm -hmm. useful yeah and you need to be great for trialing that out to see before you commit to actually going into a group studio with a group of people and whether you get on with a group whether you get on with a group Mm -hmm. or whether you prefer to work alone and you know meet those social needs another way and as an independent artist you are isolated who do you go and talk to if you know you can bounce ideas about and another thing that coming through the college it said about whenever you go to university you you make friends for life it kind of depends on the stage of life you're at when you're in college and the clicks that can sometimes develop as you're going up through years so I have found that I have made friends that I know a friendships that will stay for quite a lot of years but it wasn't actually through the BA course it was people around the BA course that I would have a better long-lasting friendship with than the peers that I was actually doing the degree with yeah well I think there can be differences in in groups everywhere even in employment you know if you're working with a group of people if they're already a clique there or something it can be hard to especially if you're coming from being an artist and creative and people just think you're a lunatic really for some of your, your ideas but oh just on, can on, 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 even more than too on that point there's another wee thing that Martin was saying was uh, at the same time artists rarely commanded serious respect they were generally seen as romantic characters, self-indulgent, not very intelligent, a little crazy perhaps, but amiable and harmless. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true and I wish I knew that years ago. You can come at things from a lot of different angles. Yeah. And thinking outside the box. Yeah. And sometimes people don't like that and they look at you as if you have horns. Exactly. Whenever you say what's on your mind. Exactly. But and not every idea is a good idea, you know, but there's no harm in putting them out there. But in certain situations it's not welcome I know it doesn't go down well no. I agree I agree and there's so, a time and a place maybe and that's why it's so good to find your friends at uni I think that's what you mean you find your tribe your people that you get on with that understand where you're yeah. coming from and have the same sort of outlook so I, I didn't find my tribe in my classmates so to speak although I got on really well with everybody and I really really enjoyed it but we wouldn't have socialised together but through being in the college and the other connections that I've made where the friendships have developed yeah. rather than it's just I think I felt there was quite a pressure the university is the best taste of your life this is where you're going to make your friends that are going to stay with you for the rest of your life but coming in as a slightly older student yeah. th- there was an initial disconnect because so I, I had I'd been to university 20 years beforehand and some of the conversations I heard people having were conversations that I had 20 years ago <laughs> And some of my clothes were older than the people <laughs> that I was in class with. So your advice is 
yes you will find friends at uni but don't be disappointed if they're not in your <laughs> in your like, year class. group yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be elsewhere you need to look outside yeah yeah that, be, be yeah. open be, be open yeah well that's it be mm-hmm. open and you'll you will find people if you put it out there mm-hmm. it, it does work people will find you to add to your list as well of your jobs that you'll be doing you're also a writer you know you have to write about yourself write about your work <sighs> yeah uh, you have to do your branding you're a website developer yes you have to sort out your advertising your seos um, the list is oh accountant oh accountant researcher doing your books and photographer as well if you can't afford to have somebody photograph your work you need to work out yeah just have friends uh, yeah (laughs) i do that (laughs) so there are a lot well that's being creative though isn't it it's same with with the accounts well there's only so creative that you're allowed to be with especially when we're being recorded but (laughs) (laughs) you know you can have contact you show somebody how to do something they need or you know and they can share their skills and absolutely well my advice for that would be start at the start or start it wherever you are now and just make a start at it yeah and don't leave it all till the end of the year or until a few years down the line and you're thinking oh i wish i had done such and such because even if you're not making that much now it's really good to keep a track of how much you're spending because sometimes i worry i'm spending a lot but when i look at it it's not sometimes it's not as bad as what i've thought it was in my head as well as that you're going to be able to compare the following year did you make more or less or you're going to be able to plan how much do you spend on paper how much do you spend on studio space and that sort of thing so just yeah. keep a track of it and your spreadsheets will be probably a, a good way of doing it I have everything sort of sectioned off into studio costs materials wage fuel different things so I know how much I'm spending roughly and so I manage that that way so having the background in admin is, has translated quite well into the boring side of being an artist then as well as being an artist making for myself you become involved in other organisations I was talking about my roles outside art yeah and they would be paid I also didn't run in workshops I would be a facilitator and run yeah um, art workshops and you spoke before about your volunteering yeah I am currently on the committee of Be Beyond. Be Beyond is a performance group. They run a couple of projects every year, so they are funded, and they would have a performance monthly, which can happen anywhere around Ireland where people get together. It's a very, very open forum. It would maybe be, I would say, between 20 and 30 members, so there would be opportunities within the membership. But the performance monthly is an open forum where anybody who's interested in performance art can come along and either take part sit and watch be open to the experience like a collaboration each time between all of you well it depends different events it the performance monthly is just a group gathering and you never know what's going to happen until you're there on the day and sometimes what can happen can be be quite site specific you would need to come and experience it and you can watch you can join in and so if someone hasn't done any performance or has no idea about performance would you say get on the mailing list then and turn up at some of these absolutely yeah another thing that i would be uh, voluntary in is within pollen studios i'm the secretary of pollen and we would all take turns at curating within the gallery space so um, time management would be a skill that um, one needs to bring to an art practice i would be quite passionate about supporting other people so whenever i was doing my ba we lost the orpheus building the ground floor of that there was uh, the old student union space and university societies art societies could run exhibitions there but whenever that building was closed and we were moved into the new build across the road none of the art societies had anywhere that the public could access for exhibitions 
And it's quite important whenever you're learning about art, having an art practice, that you have somewhere to exhibit your art. So again, I chatted with um, Rob Hilkin and ended up in the back room of a barber shop in North Street, running exhibitions. The room had been set up at few years previously and called Gooseleen Gallery and for three and a half, nearly four years I ran along with another artist who was attending the college exhibitions monthly for late night art, voluntary, with no funding. It's a unique experience going to that gallery and the last one I was at in there was Chad, Chad Alexander photography yeah and it's quite surreal that you go in off the street through, I'm through in, a barber shop I'm in the right place I'm not and then and then to the back it's it's definitely unique mm-hmm. I think it adds to the experience you know it doesn't have it, to be somewhere that's a white box well it, it was a white box but it wasn't a very straight white box it wasn't a straight line <laughs> in the entire room <laughs> we were really really lucky of the patronage of the owner of the barber shop but that was completely unfunded and we curated it we advertised it and we ended up having at least 80 artists work exhibited and there was over 2,000 visitors in the the short time that we were doing that entirely voluntary um i i, I would be quite that's definitely one to be proud of quite passionate about yeah. that network and support so that's what gets you into volunteering and the other thing about volunteering as well I started doing that a lot in college because I was nosy I wanted to get to know people and I just wanted to learn you know yeah. I, I was able to it filled that need for you it, it did yeah it made me more confident in approaching people to yeah. ask questions to, to learn so you're learning it's giving you new skills so you know you might not be getting money out of it but you've got the new skills and they'll in turn help with your art practice and your networking and yes it does you're good advertising for volunteering <laughs> Although it, it can, but it can take up a bit too much of your time. You know, it's as we were saying the other day, learn how to say no. Yes, it's very important. Learn how to say no. Think about what's your plan for yourself, what your path is. And if there's anything comes up and it's not going to help you get along on that path, then you need to say no to it. Just to wrap up there about wearing many hats, I think. So we could talk on for ages about all the different things that we do as artists mm-hmm. and that maybe it's a subject that we'll come back to in the future. Absolutely. As well. But I think that's enough for today, is it? What have you been up to in your artistic practice this week? Probably not as much as I would like to have done with juggling different responsibilities. My uncle's birthday celebration. Oh, okay. So family has interfered with practice oh, this yeah, week. Definitely. And it was my wedding anniversary as well. So oh, well, congratulations. Yeah. So how many? Is that three? Three years. Three now. years. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It's been... It's been a good week, but it hasn't been a good week art-wise. Not a productive week Not a productive week. There has been wee bits. You know, I have been down there painting and just sort of going with the flow and moving on a few things and seeing where they get, but there's nothing really... No huge revelation at your moment? Not yet, no, but there there can't be that every week either. Well, that's true. Um, In the making side of things, I would be in a similar situation although I did get the my logo stamp oh that's good so yeah. that's one step forward in that whole branding and marketing side of things and I'm putting together a catalogue of the tile designs that I have yeah. so that's another step forward but also the prep work for the online workshops that I'm going to be doing with the PS2 Moonbase project there are going to be around 15 participants and it's going to be all online so because we're doing practical workshops I'm putting 
putting together party packs. We had a lot of sanding of bits of board and bits of dial, cutting of bits of paper and uh, the last thing I'll be doing before we send the packs out is cutting up the clay and wrapping that. So we're going to have a couple of clay workshops online. It'll be the first time that I've done online mm-hmm. workshops. Bit nervous but really looking forward to it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear how that goes. Oh, I'll let you know about it. Um, yeah. After that happens, I'll, I'll fill you in each week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep us posted. Yeah, so we have, have six workshops to do and it's all themed around portraiture without actually representing the body. Yeah, that should be interesting. Absolutely. You want to try working out workshops for that <laughs> whenever your first thought is obviously a portrait being a picture of the body and yeah. you know, the traditional way of looking at things. So uh, looking forward to that. Gearing up then for college. I've been going on to the library website and checking out a few books to get me back into the old academic headspace. Yeah, just to get the thinking that way again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of looking forward to getting back into uni. Some ways I feel like I haven't taken any time off, which I think is a good thing. I wouldn't be a fast reader or anything, and I do get intimidated when people start talking about all the books they've read thing, and I'm just still going, eh. <laughs> Some people are really, really good at that. Somebody, Some people have got really good memories about the books that they have read. I'm just really glad that whenever I get books out of the library, I can refer back to my library account and see the books that I've read. Uh, yeah. I like books because books have the information in them and I don't need to remember the stuff. Well, my still my favourite book at the minute is Bird by Bird by Annie Lamott, I think her name is. Uh, it's more about writing, but it so relates to art practice. Even there's a part of it where she talks about dealing with that inner critic and intuitional voice as well, you know, the one that you should be following more. And how as we were talking about that last week, where you can really talk yourself out of doing something because you've got that yeah, critic that sitting critic. in. Yeah. Yeah. So what did so, she say about that? So she was just talking really, or she had written tips about dealing with that silence and the inner critic, telling them where to go and actually sitting down and listening to intuitional voice and working with it, waiting for that to come along. You know, start your work anyway. If it comes along, it comes along. And if it doesn't, there's a part where she says, if it doesn't, just go and have lunch. So yeah. What's the name of the book again? Bird by Bird by Annie Lamont. Right, good one to note. Or Anne Lamont. Thank you. Oh, another exciting thing to happen this week is that we've actually started putting our podcast out there for people to hear other people apart from us. That is true. That's exciting and scary. Yeah, you can hear it in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> scare jar. Yeah. Yes, I'm trying not to think about that. In fairness. Yeah, well, I think we've done it in the spirit of it doesn't have to be perfect. It might not be right. We're not experts or anything, but we're going to give it a go. It's we're going to put it out there and see where it goes. Like um, what I was saying earlier on, there's an element of support, sharing and networking. Yeah. I think that's sort of what we, yeah. where we're trying to What we're go trying with to this. do. And we could build a community of people, like-minded people, that would be great. Yeah. Or it just might be us documenting our work for a while and for posterity yeah that's not bad either at least like you say nobody's gonna die that's it nobody's getting injured in the making of this podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) blood pressure might get raised occasionally but nobody's getting injured it sort of goes against what the lady that wrote that book she had said you know nobody ever sees your rough first drafts (laughs) on a podcast you kind of are (laughs) getting very close anyway although we have edited out a few bits we should probably stick in some bloopers at some stage but it's very much it's yeah I think it's mainly um, a work in progress the, the, the ums yeah. the you knows and the gaps and the likes and the likes yeah and the swinging on the chair uh huh and the snoring and the wristers <laughs> and me stopping breathing <laughs> But it, I think gradually we'll see that it'll improve. Who knows?
Next week we're going to be chatting to Nolig Malloy and Sinead O'Neill Nickel. Sinead and Nolig have just graduated from the MFA course, that's the Master of Fine Art course from the Belfast School of Art and their work is currently being exhibited in the MAC in Belfast. So looking forward to that. Thank you.